You're listening to the Blended Family Blueprint 5-Day Challenge for Stepmoms. Thank you for tuning in to the replays of this event. As you know, these episodes will only be available for a very limited time. So if you do have the opportunity to binge them all, make sure you do that before the episodes disappear. If you would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, and get access to the companion worksheets and all of that other good stuff, you can find the link to register in the show notes of this episode or on the bio link in my Instagram at the step queen. It's totally free for a limited time only and we have had some amazing results already. So I will see you in there. Happy listening. Enjoy. Welcome to day two of the Blended Family Blueprint, where in just five short days, you'll discover how to create balance, harmony, peace, happiness, fulfillment in all areas of your life. Your Blended Family Blueprint is going to become this really crystal clear vision that you steer your life toward so that you as a stepmom can live happily ever after. Sounds so cool, doesn't it? Sounds so great. Uh, If you're tuning in live, go ahead and say hello. Let me know where you're tuning in from. If you're catching the replay, again, comment replay. If you're tuning in on the podcast, hello to you too. Um, Hopefully everyone can hear me. If you can hear me, let me know that everything is all good. Um, Before we get into um, day two's pillar... I'm curious if you could let me know in just like one or two words, you know, how did day one go for you? You know, what was it like for you to take a look at your environment, dream into this picture perfect environment? You know, like, did it feel like a bit of a stretch to imagine, like April talked about having a guest house, right? A guest house just for her. Did that feel like a bit of a stretch? to think about your like happily ever after perfect world vision. Um, How did it feel, you know, over and above creating this like vision of, of picture perfect environment? How did it feel to actually like sit back and tangibly identify the skills and the capabilities required to make that picture perfect environment your reality? Because the fact of the matter is that nothing would be put into your consciousness. Nothing would be put into your like, I wish I could have this one day if it didn't already exist as a possibility. Let me say that again, okay? Because this is really important. Nothing would be ever put into your consciousness, into your thoughts, into your like, I could have this one day, even if it feels like a stretch, unless it already existed as a possibility, Okay, so if it feels like a stretch, that's okay. But no, it has to be possible. Otherwise, you wouldn't think about it. Okay, so I think just chew on that a little bit. Uh, Good morning, Sarah Gale. Hi, Amy. Hi, Nikki. We're sending you our love to South Africa. I hope that you're staying safe and we're thinking about you. We're all sending you our love. Uh, Good morning, Laura and Brittany and Amanda. Good morning, Kennedy. Um, Okay. 
Laura, um, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. Um, Laura says it's hard for me to think about what the ideal vision is without blaming people in my step family for why it's not my current reality. I hate that feeling. Totally get it. Super normal. We all want to blame people in our step family. We're actually going to be talking a little bit about this today and we're going to be talking about it, I think on day four of, uh, of this workshop, right? How we, how we like to blame, um, and we'll also be doing a lot of this specific, like how we like to blame, how we choose to blame uh, in the Uplifted Challenge that we're doing next month in August. So make sure that you're also enrolled for the Uplifted Challenge in August. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just make sure you're following me on Instagram at the Step Queen if you don't already. And and this is a, it's a, there's a lot of layers to this um, and I would love to get into it with you. Just know that it's like totally normal. <laughs> and it's okay and you're exactly where you need to be and it's okay that it's hard to think about this ideal vision without blaming the step family circumstances right and and something that I found really helpful is to think about it in the way of like it's not the people in our step family that are the problem it's the specific dynamic of a step family that creates these issues that we're not sure how to navigate. So if you can allow yourself to like step away from the blame of the people and instead put that blame on the step family circumstances, that can create some separation of like emotion from specific people. So, um, all right. So I digress back to, back to the originally scheduled programming. So one reason that um, I ask you, this is a question I ask a lot actually, but one reason specifically that I asked you to take a look at the cost or consequence of not taking these steps to fix your pillars, okay? I ask this question all of the time. What is the cost? What is the consequence if this problem doesn't get solved? And this is why I ask that question. Human beings human beings, you and I, and everybody that we love and everybody that we don't love. Human beings are wired, our brains are wired to be resistant to wanting to change. So what do I mean by that? So we have a good handful of ladies participating in this challenge who are already members of the stepmom story, um, which you'll hear me talk about all the time because it's so amazing. Uh, It's this the most amazing stepmom transformation community that I facilitate. Um, and inside the stepmom story, I talk a lot about the brain and the way that our brains are wired as a species, as a human species. Okay. Why do I do that? Why do I always bring it back to the brain? Because it really helps you understand on a different level why you think and act the way that you do. But also really importantly, it helps you understand why the people in your step family think and act the way that they do. Now, one thing that, you know, I may as well have tattooed on my forehead because I say it so much is that the brain has one job and that job is to keep you alive. That's the sole purpose of your brain. Keep you alive. Keep you safe. So every single thing that you or I or your spouse or your stepkids or your partner's ex, everything that we all do is because the brain, our brains, 
have learned that by thinking or acting or behaving in a certain specific way, we will stay alive. So this means that when it comes to making a change, even though one part of your brain might acknowledge, you know, change could be really good for you in the long term right? Like one part of your brain probably said to you like, yeah, you know what? We really do need to develop that skill of setting better boundaries. We really do need to learn the anatomy of a boundary, right? Because boundaries, the boundaries we've been setting haven't been working for us and we deserve that. There's a part of your brain that's saying that to you. So even though that part of your brain might be on board, There's a bigger, stronger, more powerful part of your brain that's wired to keep you alive. And that survival part of your brain will win every time, okay? Being alive always trumps everything else. Being alive trumps change. So this survival part of your brain says, set boundaries? Mm-mm. No way, Jose. We're not, we're not, we're not making any changes. We're not making any changes at all whatsoever, not happening. And that part of your brain is going to feed you a bunch of excuses, all the excuses in the world as to why you shouldn't make that change. Because change is scary. Change is unknown. And even though this like current reality that you live in might suck a little bit or a lot bit. <laughs> At least your brain knows that you can stay alive here. Your brain knows what to expect. Your brain knows the level of shitty to expect here already. So if you've ever tried to make a change in the past and it hasn't lasted very long, this is why. Or if your spouse has tried to make a change in the past and it hasn't lasted very long, this is why. Or their ex or the kids, this is why. This survival part of your brain and my brain and everyone else's brains, this survival part of your brain thinks it's helping you, which it is, right? It is. It is keeping you alive, but it's also sort of not helping you either. So let me circle this back. When I ask you to consider what are the consequences of not making a change, what bad things are going to happen if you don't get this sorted out? That question is specifically, I ask that to specifically to help communicate with the part of your brain that is afraid of change. Because when that part of your brain realizes something bad is going to happen to us if we don't make some changes, then that part of your brain is like, oh, okay, we don't want bad things to happen. We want to stay safe and we want to stay alive. So realizing bad things are going to happen helps that part of your brain to cooperate with you in your efforts to make those improvements. Isn't that so cool? Like your brain is the coolest thing. This is another reason though, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, This is another reason that things usually have to get really, 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 really bad before most people choose to get help. Which is really a crying shame that everything has to like fall through the floor before somebody is like, okay, it's bad enough now, right? Oh, we're teetering on the brink of separation. It's bad enough now. I'll make a change. Oh, I'm teetering on the edge of a mental breakdown now. I'll, I'll make a change now. 
right? It's because that part of your brain is finally like, okay, okay, we can change, we can change. Unfortunately, you know, that's the way that it goes. So asking this question, you know, like when you allow yourself to play the tape like this and allow yourself to see like the writings on the wall, I can predict this. If we don't make these changes now, if we resist learning these skills, if we resist developing these capabilities, there are going to be bad consequences. And if you can see what those costs and those consequences might be before shit gets really bad, then you have a better chance at seeing the outcomes that you want to see. Like if you were driving on the highway at night and you knew a deer was going to jump out in front of you, Would you want to know far enough in advance that you could like slow down and avoid the tragedy or would you just keep speeding along and would you want to wait until you like hit the deer and be like, okay, well, let's pick up the pieces. Let's get the car fixed now. Let's see if we can put it back together the way that it used to be. No contest, right? The farther out we know that bad things are going to happen, the more time we have to make a change, more time we have to avoid that collision, avoid the, the catastrophe right? So should we get into this next pillar that might be affected by your step family not blending and come up with some ways to strengthen and reinforce that pillar so that you can build up your well-being house? Okay. Who's ready to make some changes? Say me. Whose brains are on board? Say my brain. My brain's on board. So I'll ask you to... um, pull out a copy of that same sheet that you used yesterday and at the top of the page where it says wellness domain today's wellness domain that we are working on is drum roll please the emotional domain okay emotional domain so at the top of the page you can write emotional domain Now, what does this include? What does the emotional domain include? Emotional domain includes your coping skills. You guys can write this down. Gals, beautiful queens, you can write this down. Uh, Coping skills. Emotional domain of wellness includes coping skills, self-talk, emotional intelligence, and emotional maturity, self-worth, self-esteem, moods, aka mood swings. So the National Institutes of Health, also known as the NIH, you might hear people talk about the NIH a lot. The NIH defines emotional wellness as the ability to successfully handle life's stresses and adapt to change in difficult times. The ability to successfully handle life stresses and adapt to change in difficult times. So when, with your emotional domain, when you're identifying the current reality of your emotional wellness, I want you to ask yourself questions like, how well, if you had to rate it on like a scale from one to 10, how well do you currently deal with the stresses of your step family? One being like, no, I don't deal at all. 10 being like, nothing phases me. Nadja Hall is a stepmom coach and she always uses the term unbothered, right? I love that term. It's like, nothing bothers me, right? 10, that's a 10. 
Um, what sorts of coping skills do you have? Like, do you lock yourself in your bathtub and chug a bottle of wine like, like I used to do every week and, or do you have, you know, more positive long-term coping skills like journaling and meditating and having, going to a, going to therapy or having a coach, having a support community? How do you talk to yourself, right? In your current reality, how do you talk to yourself? Do you have a lot of shame? Do you have a lot of guilt? How's your self-esteem? What's your typical mood like? Would people describe you as moody? Is that the same or different on weeks that you have the kids versus weeks that you don't? Are you comfortable with your feelings and emotions to the point that you know how to label what you're feeling and allow it to be there? Or are you constantly trying to avoid any feeling to the left of happy? Which might include, you know, saying yes when you want to say no. Pretending nothing's wrong to your spouse. You don't have to argue about it, right? In your current reality, ask yourself questions like, you know, are you able to be with other people while they're experiencing uncomfortable emotions? Meaning... Can you be in the same room with your stepkids when they're throwing a tantrum without it sending you into your own tantrum? Can you feel compassion for your spouse's ex when they are acting in ways that maybe don't look so good from the outside? Or do you find that lots of anger and rage and blame come up for you when your spouse's ex is brought up? Or when the kids do something you don't like or when the child support has to be paid. So remember, you know, I don't ask this question, these questions so that shame comes up or self-judgment, you know, don't judge yourself here. Nobody's got this all figured out. Okay. Including me, nobody, nobody in the world has this all figured out. So wherever you're at with this right now is Okay. If you can see, you know, like where are the places that I'm really struggling with right now, then you can identify a lot more easily the areas to focus your attention on to stabilize this pillar of emotional wellness and eventually create a really awesome sense of well-being, which is super awesome. So when you're all done, you know, getting honest with yourself about where your emotional wellness is at right now, I want you to compare and contrast that with the next exercise in the box where you answer the in a perfect world. So in a perfect world, how would you be able to handle stress? Maybe that looks like you would have a coach or a therapist or a mentor, not a friend, not a parent, not a sister, a professional. <laughs> who can help you process and navigate this complexity that comes up in a step family. Maybe that looks like, you know, building your self-worth and your self-esteem so that you realize the problems in your step family are literally not 0%. They are 0% a personal attack against you. In a perfect world, maybe this looks like, you know, developing a really, really, really solid mindfulness practice where you're able to free yourself from agonizing over the past. When you're able to stop these thought loops that replay in your mind about all the bad things that maybe could happen in the future. 
Is there a specific mood that you would feel all the time in a perfect world? Is there a specific set of coping skills that you would like to be able to lean on that are more productive than your current set of coping skills? In a perfect world, would you be able to get yourself to the point where no matter what antics your stepkids or the other parent were pulling, you could stay like cool as a cucumber, as Naja Hall says, unbothered, right? So again, if this like in a perfect world, if in this pillar, it feels like a stretch, it feels hard to imagine, then sometimes I find it really helpful personally to think of like a person another human, a role model, essentially, who has it all together or has it more together than I do, who has a life that's like, that I'm like, you know what? I want that. I want to be able to like navigate chaos with grace like them. I want to be able to be resilient like them. Then I ask myself, like, what is it that they do differently than I do in a way that supports these states, these states of existence, these states of peace and compassion, So when you're all done filling out your perfect world box, we're going to move into what are the skills or capabilities required for you to get to that place of emotional resilience and emotional wellness. So does that look very literally like developing the skills necessary to be able to tolerate uncomfortable emotions, aka emotions to the left of happy? Does that look like developing the capacity to fully and completely love and accept yourself, whatever that might entail? Does that look like developing the capacity for empathy and compassion, specifically toward the people in your life who are the most difficult and the most triggering? Maybe that looks specifically like developing the skills associated with parenting And more so than parenting with step-parenting because they're not the same set of skills. Step-parenting is a skill, okay? I want you to hear me say that. Step-parenting is a skill. Nobody is born knowing how to be a step-parent. Nobody. But the good news is that a skill is something that anybody can learn with practice. Same as anyone can learn the skills required for stress management and emotional processing. These are all things like learning how to walk, right? We were born not knowing how to walk. Walking is a skill. We fell down, we got back up. We fell down, we got back up. We fell down, got back up. Now we can't remember a time in our lives that we didn't walk, most of us, right? So, Now, here we're going to go showing the survival part of our brain that change is a good thing. We're going to think about the costs or the consequences associated here, okay? So what are the costs or consequences associated with not improving your emotional wellness? This is a big one, and I want you to spend, like when this call is over, I really want you to very, 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 thoroughly think about this okay because for me the cost and consequence involved with not improving my emotional wellness my stress tolerance my coping skills it was literally a mental breakdown and a month in bed because of like a severe depressive episode that was completely disabling 
And the cost of that was enormous. I missed a month of work. My relationship with my husband barely held on. I was so sick. I was so, so, so sick because I kept telling myself, we just need more time. Everything's going to work itself out. While I chugged wine in my bathtub and ignored my problems and blamed my stepson and his mom for everything I was feeling. But that, you know, hardly worked. It worked a weensy bit until it didn't work anymore. And unfortunately, this story that I have is very common among, among stepmoms. There's a big cost associated with this. Over the years, I've worked with a lot of stepmoms who have, you know, developed chronic health issues with one of the underlying root causes being the level of stress in their lives. Stress costs us our physical and our mental health, our relationships, It costs us financially, right? In the realm of our careers, sick days, missed promotions because we're distracted. For me as an entrepreneur, it means low productivity. If I don't show up to work, we don't make money, right? So ask yourself, what does this already cost you? What is it costing you currently? And what might it cost you in the future if this wellness domain of emotional health isn't healed and supported fully for you. So in my interpretation, emotional wellness is very severely affected in most stepmoms and especially any stepmom who finds her way to my virtual doorstep. Okay. And that says absolutely nothing about you, nothing about you and everything about the general lack of support that there is for step families and for stepmoms. Okay. There is an abysmally low level of support, helpful, healthy, healing support out there for stepmoms. And this like universal crumbled emotional pillar that most stepmoms share is proof of that. So this has nothing to do with you not being good enough. This has nothing to do with you being a failure. This has nothing to do with you being a bad person because you're judging kids. This has nothing to do with you being like, I know I shouldn't feel this way, but I do. And what's wrong with me has nothing to do with that. Again, this is all about the specific dynamics of a step family that we as women and we as stepmoms are not supported in. So if you have any shame coming out, if you have any self-blame, self-judgment, blame the step-family circumstances again. Blame the step-family system. Release yourself from that judgment, that self-judgment, okay? You're, You're not the, you're not, and I don't say this to invalidate what you're going through, but you're not the only person that's going through this, which says it's not about you. This is a system problem, right? So, Once you've got this all filled out, I know today was a little bit heavier. It's a really important day. So I wanted to put it kind of closer to the beginning because the next two days are going to be a little more fun, a little more light. But once you've got this all filled out, I'm going to give you the same invitation as yesterday. What is one thing that you can do today that will bring you closer to this perfect world vision? the things that you wrote down in your in a perfect world box. 
And I want you to post that in the Facebook group for accountability. And I've also gone ahead. I know a lot of, I know a lot of stepmoms are, are, um, a little bit hesitant to post in a, in a Facebook group, which I totally understand because of, you know, court and all those kinds of things. So what I've done is I have enabled, uh, the anonymous posting, um, option in the group, which means if you want to post something, but you just don't want your name attached to that, you can post through the anonymous box. I will still know my team will still know if they're approving any posts that you are the one who wrote it, but nobody in the group will be able to see that. And obviously I'm not going to share that with, with your partner's ex. So, (laughs) so just another option for participation. If you're like a really private person or you have fears or any of that. So that's enabled in the group. Um, thank you, Chanel. I'm glad you think it was so good. I, it's so important. You know, our, our emotional health, our emotional wellness is, is, is so darn important. So thank you so much for jumping on live. That's all that I've got for today. Okay. Um, please spend time with this one. It's so effing important. I'll be coaching in the group. I can't wait to see what your small or big action that you take today that's going to bring you closer to this vision is share a picture of yourself doing it or Christy did a nice little video for us yesterday, which is so great. Okay. So you guys are the best. Thank you for doing this uncomfortable stuff. You know, this, this is the work and you're doing it. And I want to acknowledge you for that. So I'll see you back here. Same time tomorrow, 9am mountain, eight Pacific, 10 central, 11 Eastern, five o'clock, Nikki in South Africa. Again, Nikki, we're sending you all our love. Um, Thank you so much. I'll see you all in the morning. I'll see you in the group. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye, ladies.